everybody. Welcome to Man Church, the podcast that is centered around uh, important topics having to do with fathering and with, with men. Uh, we're in uh, 2021 this year, uh, and we're excited about what God is doing and what, what is happening with this podcast. And today we want to talk about something that's very, very powerful in a man's life. And it's probably the most powerful thing that a man possesses that he can give. Um, and uh, so right now you're probably wondering, man, what is that thing? And it's one word, and it's called affirmation. Every man has this ability to affirm their son or their daughter, and it's the most powerful thing that a father does to his children, is to look them in the eye, and and it's not just a one-time event. It's actually, it's actually a, a lifestyle and a consistency of looking them in the eye and telling them that they're proud of them, that they love them, and that they're good, and that they can do it, and that they have it in them, and there's potential in them. And it's almost kind of like a drawing out of them, the potential that's on the inside of them. And we believe that it's one of the most powerful um, gifts that a father can give. Now, now, I say it's a gift because if it's a tool, it becomes almost manipulative. So we're not talking about affirming people so that you can get something from them. We're talking about affirming people so that so that you can get something to come out of them that's already in them, that God has already placed on the inside of them. And I think it makes a huge difference. Pastor Brandon, what do you think about affirmation and the importance of it? Well, you know, being a Christian, I'm going to use biblical principles to explain the power of affirmation and in so when God created mankind, he created them in his image and in his likeness. And we know that God's words are powerful. He framed the world. They have creative power. And if you're studying the book of Genesis, we look at Adam. So our, our principles are that manhood and Christ likeness are synonymous. That when we look at Christ, we see an example of what a man is supposed to be. And that Jesus was the second Adam or the last Adam. He came to restore us to the Father so that we could then become what we were designed and created to be. When, when God created Adam, he gave him the power to speak identity to the creation. God designed the creation for the purpose. It says he created the beast of the fields, the fowls of the air, and the fish of the sea. He designed them to function a certain way. But then he said, Adam, I've given you the power to call out their function or to call out their purpose or to call out their potential. So when Adam was speaking, a porcupine wasn't a porcupine until Adam called it a porcupine. Then it began to function as a porcupine. So we take that principle and we apply it not only to my life as a father, but as a leader, as a husband. I call out what is inside my son, my daughter, my wife, my employees, my team, my congregation, whatever it is. God's designed them to function in a certain way. And I speak to that function in spite of what they're doing. So that's the power of affirmation. I'm affirming what they already are, even though they may not know it. And it's speaking those things that are not into existence. That's, it's a powerful uh, gift, not tool. I started to say tool, but it's not a tool. It's a gift. And, and what you do is you speak to the gift inside of people and you give them identity. And uh, I think it's one of the most powerful things that God has given us the privilege of having. Yeah, I think affirmation, it, it comes down to uh, an identity and a potential that's on the inside. And when a father when a father looks at a son and begins to tell him, you know, I, it reminds me of when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River. And when he went down in the water and the Holy Spirit came upon him, but then the voice of the father 
came out. And, and he began to say, you are my son, and in you I am well pleased. What was that except the affirmation? Prior to that event, that was the, 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 the beginning of Jesus' three-year ministry headed to the cross. He went from there to the wilderness, and then he started uh, uh, walking in signs, wonders, and miracles. And so I, I, really, I really think there's something to that. I really think that, that the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit that happened to Jesus when he went into the water, when he came out of the water, and the affirmation of the Father. So it's, really a, it's not just a humanistic affirmation. Yes. It's an affirmation in the Spirit, with the Spirit, that prepares you for the purpose and the plans that God has for every young person coming in. Yes. And, and this is the most powerful thing that a, that a man can do to his son or his daughter is to, is to lead them spiritually, but also affirm their potential and their purpose in them. Now, Anthony Stewart, you're your dad, so you have a son and you have a daughter. So talk about some practical ways that you would affirm your son, affirm your daughter. Give a little background with your relationships you know, the difference between having a son and a daughter and how you practice affirmation in your home. Yes, sir. So um, just coming from a church and learning about affirmation, um, I was able to do that with my son, but I first got it here at Powerhouse, specifically at uh, a men's encounter and also at uh, Intense. And so I never had known what affirmation looked like or what it was until you affirmed me one night at a, uh, at a, a men's Intense event. I just cried. I, I cried so much because I'm like, man, I've never, never had a guy or a man tell me what was inside of me and the potential I had inside of me. So I took that, what I learned, and brought it home to my son. Now, my son's not my biological son, but he, he's the son that I, that I take care of. And I applied those same principles and began to speak into his life, tell him how proud I was of him, um, tell him he has potential to do great things in life. And I would begin to see him just develop confidence and character within himself. And my daughter's three. And so, uh, you know, as, as a three-year-old, you know, she just, everything I say, she hangs on to. And so uh, I can definitely see how affirmation, um, what affirmation does and so on. Hey, that's good. You know, you, you mentioned something that was super important. And that if we're not careful, we kind of just go through there. Because, you know, the problem with affirmation is you really cannot give something that you have not received. And... uh that's a principle that if, if you learn nothing from this podcast, and the first thing is, the first question really is, have you ever been affirmed? Do you have a person in your life, a father figure, a spiritual father, someone that, that speaks into your life? Has, have they ever given you a fatherly hug and affirmed you and prayed for you and called out the things that were in you? Because it's very difficult to, to go somewhere and begin to do something when you haven't received that. And we've seen, you know, We've seen over the course of 20 years, 25 years of ministry and ministering to men with intense men, the things that we do at, at Powerhouse Church, um, and we've seen grown men, 70-year-old men yeah. come up. I've, I've seen a, 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 a general, a lieutenant general in the, in the military who's done great, in, incredible exploits, a patriot, been in all kinds of battles, and I remember him uh, speaking at our event and, 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 and actually receiving the affirmation of a father for the first time yeah. in his 70s. It was a powerful moment where another man just looked at him and, and embraced him and began to speak life into him and, and potential and purpose. 
And and uh, it was just incredible to see that happen. He even shared with me later. He said, you know, that's the first time that's ever happened in my life. Yes. And then what happens is that reverses the curse, and you begin to be able to put that into the next generation, your sons, your daughters. And we, we teach that, right? Uh, you know, doc, I think it was Dr. Cole that said, you know, we teach, we, we teach what we know. It's more than teaching. It's imparting. Yes. We teach what we know, but we impart who we are. Yes. And that's why you have to have received affirmation in order to give it, because it's not just something you teach. It's something that you impart. It's the heart of a father. Pastor Brandon, what do you think about? Yeah, I just, you know, when I think about it, you know, like Jesus was affirmed by the Father, and ultimately all affirmation has to come from the Heavenly Father. That's the power of being born again. That's the power of being a Spirit-filled man, is that it's by the Spirit that we're connected to the Father. Again, you can't give what you don't have. So when I think about my family, when I think about my wife, because I understand the biblical concept of marriage because I understand that she's made in the image of God. Those are fundamental truths that I value and that those are convictions that I hold in my heart. So when I'm giving affirmation, I am truly speaking the truth. See, I'll only do what I believe. And so if I'm affirming a person because I want to get something from them, I don't really believe they're good. I don't really believe their life is worthy. I don't really believe they're valuable. I'm just saying things to get something from them. But when I have this fundamental understanding that humanity is created in the image of God, then it's not hard for me to speak life. It's not hard for me to call out who somebody is. Um, like Anthony, I have a son living with me. He's not my biological son. But, uh, you know, I speak to who he is, not to what he does. I do that because I know that he's created in the image of God. Say that, I, say that again. I speak to who he is, not what he does. That, that's a, so powerful. That, that one liner right there, speaking who he is, not what he does. Yes. And that is easy to say and, and very, very difficult to difficult do, to do. And yeah. to practice. It is. And again, it goes back to core beliefs, you know, and, and I believe that is so. So when a man's been affirmed by the father, when a man has encountered God, when a man knows who God is and he has a right perspective of God as his father, and that happens by the spirit. You know, then then it's easy for you to begin to see humanity through a different lens. You know, when you understand that all people are created in the image of God and that God designed everyone for a function and for a reason. So then you start speaking to that. Hey, you know, know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the strength um, that it takes. You know, we we hear a lot about toxic masculinity in the culture today. And, um, you know, I don't know that 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 masculinity in itself is toxic. I think that there's good men and there's bad men. And uh, that, to, to, that's what we have. The, the problem is we have good men and we have bad men. And uh, masculinity in itself is, is God-given. It's there. But, uh, you know, sometimes we, 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 we think masculinity and we think, you know, li- you know, lifting weights, bodybuilding, being strong. But there is a strength that has to happen if you're going to be a father in a house and you're going to call things out of people that are not there yet and you're going to have to deal with with behavior that's not becoming and it's not where you want it to be and you're going to have to deal with obstacles it takes a strength yes it takes a strength as a father and as a husband and as a dad and as a man to to get up every morning and say today's a new day Yes. And, 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 you know, maybe all hell broke loose last week, but today is a new day. 
And as the leader of my house, I just I just had a recent uh, uh, episode of that for myself. I had a rough night and things just didn't go well and nobody was having a good day and everybody was depressed and down and heavy. I don't know. Have you all ever had those yeah, days? If I can be honest, I had one last night. <laughs> so just to be honest, yes. Yeah. And yeah. so and so, you know, there it takes a, a masculine, God fearing man to get up in the morning and to remember the core the core beliefs that the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. And so when I get up and I, I'll, I'll never forget I, that that the day I'm thinking about is I had a rough night. My wife was having a rough night. There was really nothing I could say or do to fix anything. Come mm-hmm. on, if you ever get into that place where Sorry. you want to fix it, but there's nothing to fix and there, there's no way to fix it. And and you know your daughter's saying one thing and your wife's saying another thing, and this happened and the bill came due and you know you name it. It just comes all across your your life. And, and then you wake up in the morning and you think, and, and you have to have a strength in you to, to call out things that aren't yes. there and to just have, to be the person in the family that says, hey, I'm not going to give up. Yeah. And I think every man needs to understand that that pressure is not some, it's not, you're not broken. And it's not just happening at your house. It's happening in every it's house. And sometimes, you know, we come to church and we try to put on our best face and our best clothes and we try to pretend that we're that everything's going great because we don't want, you know, I don't know why we do that, but we do that. Yes. And what really what we need is we need a house. The, we need the Father's house to be a place when you come home and you can just be you and, yes. and be transparent and, and, and just be real with people. And to what I see is that that's what our, our world is crying out for. Yeah. They're crying out for real, for authentic. Can I touch on one thing you just said? So the same way that our words have power to call out a person's identity, our words have the same power to destroy a person's identity. Mm. And so in those moments, like I was last night, I was frustrated. You know, I just felt, you know, like nobody was honoring the Father, you know. And so in that moment, I could have exerted my authority I could have went around and told everybody, this is what's wrong with you, and boom, 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 you know, but I had to go restrain myself. Love will restrain you. The mm. Bible says the love, of, the love of Christ constrains me. It holds me back sometimes from doing certain things, and then it compels me to do other things. So the same way that I can speak and draw the good out of somebody, I can also speak and destroy and break them. So the words of a father are very, very powerful. So affirmation can work. You know, but then, you know, defamation works as well if we're not careful, you know. So we got to have control, self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. So, but right. it is hard to do. And, I, and the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so every day when we speak, we have the ability to bring life or we have the ability to bring death. So, so you know, we're talking about restraining ourselves. And it takes more power to restrain yourself than it does to exert your force on people. And that's the difference between a pharaoh and a father. Then we goes back to what we mentioned in our first podcast about being secure. The affirmation of the father to the father gives the father the security to affirm instead of tear down. And humility, Anthony, you I, I watch your life, I watch you with your family, and I see your humility. And humility is power under control. So just tell us a little bit about about you know some of the times where maybe you've had to apply the humility that we see in you in in a family situation. Yeah, so I'll give you a recent real story. Uh, two weeks ago, they have the Christmas banquet, 
Um, had a conversation with my dad. We haven't had the best relationship. Never been affirmed by him. And um, I began to ask some questions about our, about his childhood, his upbringing. How was that? And I haven't shared this with you all yet. I shared it with the team. But uh, that particular day, two weeks ago, um, he began to tell me how his upbringing was, the things that he needed from his dad that he didn't receive. So I began to see, like, man, like, he didn't have a father at home to really steer him in the right direction. And I'm like, okay, I'll see the same thing and attributes in him. And so he just began to tell me that he said, hey, I pray to God that he forgive me for not being in you all's life. And I began to tell him how good of a job he's doing now, where he is. So I began to affirm him. But then on the flip side, he affirmed me and told me how proud he was of me. And he's never told me that. Yeah. And so that particular day, I mean, it's just like a newfound confidence rose up in me. I'm like, man, my father just told me how proud he was, how he tells people about what we've accomplished as his children. He showed pictures. I'm like, I've never heard that before. And so sometimes, you know, the restraint is I don't get to tell you everything you've done to me that hurt me. Sometimes God would just say, you just need to hold it. And you affirm him. And in turn, he affirmed me. And I was like, man, it was very powerful. And I began to tell my sister and brothers about it. Like, hey, we need to be careful how we, we need to honor our parents. But also, you know, it's not all about, it's not always about how we feel. We need to take into consideration what they had to go through and uh, let the Holy Spirit do his work. Man, that's so good. You know, generation, we all know that, that there's a generational plague and a curse of fatherlessness. And uh, we, you know, I said this at the last podcast, and being a father is the most important role that a man will play. But yet it's the most untrained position, you know, in life. There's no classes. There's nothing. Yeah. You can read books, but there's so many different ideas. Of course, we know, you know, being believers, that the Bible is is the uh, the absolute truth and the foundation of everything that we build on. And we know that masculinity can be sanctified by by yes. the, 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 the one-liner that says that manhood and Christ-likeness are synonymous. They're the same thing. And so it's a safe place to, to build masculinity on the foundation of Christ because if you go to Christ, he's never going to tell you to do anything that would be bad. Yes. You know, if you really study his life, you know, and I, I love what you're saying because I, 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 I picture a, a cycle generation after generation and, you know, my father's father and his father and everybody did what they knew to do. They learned how to father by the, by, by how they were fathered. And sometimes that's good. And sometimes that's bad, but along the way, somebody gets a revelation of the idea of saying, man, you know what? I can stop this cycle. And that's what you do with restraint. Restraint stops the spinning. And so restraint is the break. It, it, it just stops it and says, hold up here. I'm not going to keep repeating this sin and this, this problem from generation to generation. My children are not going to be wondering why I didn't affirm them. I'm going to begin to affirm them. And you begin to break the curse down. And what you just said is you begin to break the curse up. And you begin to, to, to walk like a father and you are, you're healing your father's wounds as a son, and you're healing your children. You're, you're, you're preventing father wounds to your children. And those wounds, if they're, if they're never created, your children just, they win. And that's the, the pure motive of a father is for their children to win. 
That's so good. You know, when you were talking about how you break the curse and the restraint, it goes back to sacrificial leadership. For a man to restrain himself, he has to kill himself. He has to die to his own desires. You know, innate in us is this aggression. I believe that God made men different than women. We're not the same. We're biologically different. We were created for different roles, so we respond to our environments differently. There's an aggression in men. There's a, you know, God created us in his image. He said, go and have dominion, which means to, to rule. That's what it literally means. And so there's a, a, a dominator in us. That's where the word dominator comes from, is dominion. And so there's a dominator in us. And if unsanctified, that dominator is what creates toxic masculinity. So what you and I do by the Holy Spirit is we restrain ourselves from dominating others. And that's the greatest strength that a man has is the ability to think of others before himself. And like Christ, man, he put himself to death so we could live. And we put ourselves to death so that our families can live. Sometimes we take the disrespect. Sometimes we take whatever it may feel. And it's not easy to do. That's why we need other men in our life. That's why we need a father in our life, someone to help us, someone I can go to. And he can say, man, brother, I go through the same thing and we can talk about it and get it out. So, you know, and I think as we as we close today, I think we need to look at these these uh, these simple truths. You know, we started out by saying affirmation is, is the most powerful thing that a man can give to a son, a spiritual son, a biological son, a stepson, even to your own, to your wife, to, to, to your family. Right. And then, and then Anthony, you mentioned how you, you, you really have to be affirmed first. you can't, you can't impart into someone something that you don't have. And so we, we went and then we talked about restraint and I love restraint. Now I, I, I just want to encourage everybody on the call. I mean, on this podcast today that, um, you know, it's easy, it's easy to come up with three points and begin to, to, to try to make adjustments. And we should, uh, because if you don't change, if you know, changes and change until it changes, but I'm just going to encourage you today. You know, it's easier said than done. And that's why you have to have the spirit. The spirit of God has to reside in you. So, you know, you, you've got to give your life to Christ and you've got to accept him as your savior and you've got to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because unfortunately Robert Burdett is un, is he's incapable of restraining himself. What restrains me is Christ in yes. me. And, and I just want to go back to basics like that because if we're not careful, we can make this thing kind of like a self-help thing. Right. But you can't self-help yourself. You need Jesus. If, if you don't need Jesus, then he died for nothing. And we know that he died for our sins, and he died and became the Prince of Peace. That word peace, shalom, talks about completeness. So we're, com- we're only complete when he comes on the inside of us, and he gives us the ability to have the humility to be affirmed. Because it takes a humility yes. to come and say, I need to be affirmed. Yes. And then he gives us the ability to restrain. And then he gives us the ability to impart. And so it all centers around the, the, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and having a relationship with God. Hey, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. I want to thank these guys for being with me. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next week. Oh.